Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Polly is Driving Home from Work podcast. Um, it is a Saturday afternoon at this time. It is 86 degrees out. I'm melting. I'm melting. I'm a guy who complains about heat. I don't care. I know in Rochester we're not supposed to complain about heat because we complain about cold. Guess what? I complain about cold and heat. I don't like either one. The answer is spring and fall. Okay? Summer and winter both suck. Spring and fall. That that's that's uh that's where they get it right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh short episode this week, mini episode. I just needed a I just needed a break, quite frankly. I just uh a little hustling a little hard. I actually I'm leaving work right now after an entire day of just paperwork. Literally just catching up. Uh you know, left for work six thirty this morning, it's two o'clock in the afternoon now. And um, that was, I needed, literally, I just needed the day to catch up. It's crazy. But you can't get work done during the week. It's like, I don't, it's the weirdest thing and it's going to sound crazy. But it's almost like, I, sometimes I feel like I've, how am I supposed to get any work done when I got all this work to do? And I know that sounds crazy. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? But I'm telling you, that's like the, it's like, that's what happens. I call it the hay polys, is what I call it. The hay polys. So basically what it is, is I get to work every morning very, very early. And I can get a couple hours of good quality work done. And then around 8.30, when the rest of the world gets to work, the hay polys start. The hay polys are the calls, texts, emails, in-person drop-bys, whether it's by clients, vendors, salespeople, employees, whatever. It is the onslaught that lasts from about 8.30 a.m. every day until about 4.30 p.m. every day of people saying, hey, Polly," and needing an answer to something, be it important or not important, whatever. And what it does is it, it just distracts you, and you don't get anything done, and you end up at work all day on a Saturday just catching up from the week. And guess what? I would have it no other way. I love it. I love it very much. High adrenaline. Uh, high energy. It's it's all day, every day, baby. I'm all in. Okay, a uh, few things to talk about today on the mini episode. I um, did want to do a mini episode for a couple reasons. Number one, just needed a little break. Just, just that that's the idea. This is just look. It's not a job, so I need a break. I take a break, right? Um, plus, we're going to talk about something kind of serious in a little bit that I think you're going to be really interested in that I considered not talking about, but I'm going to do it and it requires some attention. So we'll get to that. And I've got about 20, 25 minutes till I get to my haircut, which is where I'm on the way to right now. So we should have time. Uh, before I get to the the big thing, I do want to talk a little bit about, uh, I want to thank my wife, gave me an early Father's Day gift, gave me a grill, brand new grill, a Weber grill, by the way. Uh, it's my first ever nice grill. Every grill I've ever had up until now has been kind of a piece of crap. It's just, we all, you know what we do? We buy $150 grills. They last like a year, year and a half, and then we buy another one. And finally bought a nice one. So loving my new grill. I've actually grilled out four days in a row now because I love it so much. Um, I did a TikTok about it, actually, if you want to see. I Yes, I'm all in on TikTok. I love TikTok. I love TikTok. I remember, and I'm like everybody else. I remember the first time anyone explained TikTok to me. I said, that sounds stupid, but guess what? I did the same thing with text messaging. (laughs) I said, that sounds stupid. And then here I am, TikToking. Holy 
Holy moly crotch rockets going by me on the highway. Uh, no, I did. I did the same thing with TikTok. I said, that seems stupid. And now I'm making a TikTok a day. I love it. I just think it's super creative. It gives you more an ability to be creative. You know, Facebook is great, but Facebook reminds me a little bit more of keeping up with family and friends. Um, Instagram is great, but it's, it, it, you know, I think TikTok just gives you ability to be more creative than Instagram. And then Twitter at this point, like, I'm just over Twitter. Twitter's stupid. Twitter at this point is just angry people. And I know there's angry people on all social media, but Twitter seems extraordinarily angry. And if it's not angry, it's, it's, um, if it's not angry, it's like, I don't, what am I trying to say? It's smart assy. You know what I mean? It's, it's either angry or it's smart ass or it's luxury, you know, like there's people on there giving lectures or it's just too, it's just too prissy for me. I don't, I'm not involved. I don't want to be involved in Twitter at all. Uh, I'm, do I still check it? Of course I do. I'm a red-blooded American millennial. I have an obligation to check Twitter. But I, I'm just not quite feeling it the way I used to. So I'm all in on TikToks. So I've been making TikToks. So I made one uh, with the new grill. Uh, I got to shoot a promo this week for St. Anne's Community because I am the MC of their gala. Food Fight is coming up this year, September. Oh, don't let me get the date wrong. 24th, I believe. And uh, went to Channel 10 to form a, uh, film a promo with Stacey Penskin. And... Uh, took a, a video in the, uh, and some pictures and, and turned it into a TikTok. I think it turned out pretty good. That's all. Every time I do a TikTok, I show the, the employees I work with, the young people. They make fun of me. They openly tell me that they look at my TikTok and laugh at it with their friends because of how corny I am. I send them to my wife and I say, I think I'm getting better. She almost always responds by texting me, they are not getting better. <laughs> you need to stop Anyway, my name on there, I think it's Paul Guglielmo 2, something like that. Um, so the, the thing I wanted to talk to you about, the, the somewhat important thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, I got offered a, and I shouldn't, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate this. Because the way it sounds is different than the reality. I got offered a job in radio. That sounds like, oh, Polly, what station, what show? Mm, not exactly. Listen, I was offered the ability to do a one-hour slot. Well, well, hold on. Let me back up. Let me back up. Last week, I went and I recorded a uh, podcast with Jolo, Jolo Monaco. And, then the, and in the uh, podcast, we talked about WISL. The very next day, I went down to WISL, and I... Um, was on a, a talk show on WISL. And while I was there, I got talking to the owner. And the owner uh, had since done a bit of research on me and was aware that I used to do the Wham 1180 Food and Wine Show. And when I talked to Jolo about that last week, I told him how much I loved doing that. And I, I don't hide that from anyone. I, I loved doing that show. I miss it all the time. Um, the owner of WISL said, you know, he wanted to know if I was under any type of non-compete or anything like that. I said, no. And he said, well, Listen, uh, you want to do the food and wine show here on WYSL? And I, I, I want to be completely honest with you. I didn't immediately say no. I, I said, well, let me get your number. Let me think about it. And I drove home and I thought both ways. And I thought, you know, rule number one, can't become a job, the podcast. And this is very much so borderline becoming a job. 
if I put it on the radio because now I'm beholden to somebody. See, here's the thing. Here's what makes it a job. The second, the moment I am beholden to somebody, this just became a job. See what I mean? And the fact that I would have a new episode due every week would make it a job. And that's not that I don't want to do a new episode of content. I want to do it for you. You deserve a new episode. And that's what this podcast is. It's me saying, look, I've made a commitment to you once a week. I'm beholden to you, the listener. Once a week, I will do a new podcast episode. But this would make it real. This would put a a party above you and above me. Because the only two people that matter here are you and me. You listening, me podcasting, right? Involving a employer of any kind would absolutely ruin the whole deal in, in the sense that it would just, I would then be beholden to somebody other than you. And, and quite frankly, that is what is killing radio, is the fact that the, the on-air hosts should be beholden only to you, but instead they're beholden not only to their management, but to the advertisers. And it's killing. It's killing the, the, the business. And so I thought about it, and, and I went back and forth, and you know, I thought, well, you know, hey, listen, maybe we can work something out where, because I do believe with WISL that the content would be very much so up to me. I don't believe it. I don't believe for a second that I would have to deal with a program director or any nitpicking regarding the creative. Uh, I think there would be some general rules. I think that uh, pretty much any radio station is going to have the rule, don't shit on any of the advertisers. I would never, right? I mean, that's... Of course, uh, obviously cursing would not be a- allowed. And on this podcast, I do get to curse sometimes. And I, I think it's pretty cool that I can curse. Uh, so I don't think there'd be, a, you know, as much as I said, be beholden to somebody. I don't think it would be very strict in any way, shape or form. You know, but it would be a thing. And then and so I went back and forth. So in my mind, I thought, well, you know, I could probably do this. And, of course, I don't want to have to physically go there every week to record the show. I would want to be able to do it on my own equipment, edit it at my own home, on my own computer, and somehow upload it to, like, an FTP site or something, and then they would be able to just get it on the air. I don't want to have to, quite frankly, I don't want to have to travel out there. They're, they're just in Avon. I mean, they're not that far away. But at the end of the day, you know, it's time. I don't have time. So if I were to do it, it, it would this podcast would probably mold itself into the food and wine show again, and I would just, you know, deliver it electronically to WISL. They would air it, and then I would probably, after it airs, I would probably put it out as a podcast. I that that was you know I was thinking that, and then I had the thought because then I was going down the road of well, how could I do this without it really feeling like much work? And that was of course what I came up with. It was. Well, as long as I can record it on my own equipment, on my own time, with whoever I want to record it with, and I don't have to physically go there, then it's no different than what I'm doing right now. So why would that be a problem? That doesn't seem bad. And, and you know, as long as I'm pretty upfront about I'm not going to be taking any creative direction from anyone, I'll follow the general rules. Don't shit on advertisers. Don't curse, etc., etc. But I'm not going to you know, take creative criticism. And it's not that I can't take creative criticism. I can take creative criticism. It's just that the second that starts, it it, it becomes a job. It's what I was telling you. It's beholden. Now I'm beholden to somebody. So then I had the thought. So as I'm thinking like, well, what's the problem? Then I kind of went in the other direction. And I thought, well, you know, maybe 
well, what if I did this? I said, what if I went to, what if I went to iHeartMedia Rochester and I said, hey, look, WYSL has offered me the opportunity to do the food and wine show, but being that it originated on WAM 1180, I want to give you right of first refusal. So I basically tell them, look, I'm going to do the food and wine show again. And if you don't want it on your station, I'm going to do it on a different station. And what would happen at that point? Um, because, as I mentioned in the interview with Jolo, and I did get a couple people reach out to me saying that they were glad I finally said this. I didn't realize I had never said this. I thought I had. And that is that when I left radio, I actually did tell my management that I would, without a doubt, be willing to continue on with the food and wine show and that I would not even want to be paid for it, that I would just do it because I loved doing it. And I think what I told them was, I will continue to do the food and wine show. I'm going to continue to do radio in some form. If you don't want me to do the food and wine show, I'll probably just do a podcast. And, of course, they, as I said so elegantly last week, very professionally told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> and they did very professionally do it. There was no foul language. There was just a, a simple no thank you. Um, so... What if I went to them and I said, hey, look, you know, this food and wine show is going to come back one way or the other. You know, if you want it on Wham, it'll be on Wham. If you don't, I'm going to go do it on this other station. At least, you know, giving them the respect of right of first refusal. Now, I'll be honest with you. My gut feeling on it is I would either, A, not get a response whatsoever because that's the MO of the management over there is um, when it's uh, uh, something they don't like or an uncomfortable topic, they literally just don't answer. (laughs) It was, I'm telling you, for years. It was very frustrating. If you needed an answer to something and it was even slightly inconvenient for that management to give it to you, they would literally just not answer. It's unreal. Un- unbelievable to me. Anyway, I think that the the most likely scenario is that I would say, hey, bring in the show back. Would love to do it on Wham. Let me know if you want it. If not, I'm going to do it somewhere else. I would probably not get a response. I think there's at least a 50% chance I would get no response. I think there's about a 49% chance I would get a no thank you and probably a 1% chance they'd say, hey, let's talk. So I guess we'll never know because I've decided to keep just doing the podcast. And I will throw in the one caveat of never say never. I have said many times, people have asked me a million times, would you ever go back to radio? I've never answered that question, no. What I have said is, not any time in the near future whatsoever, my focus is 100% on what I'm doing now with Craft Cannery and Guglielmo Sauce, and the only way I would consider a return to radio would be one of two scenarios, only one of them being realistic. The first being that I see this Craft Cannery project through, uh, I end up in a spot a few years down the road now where I do have time on my hands. And if I do end up in a spot with time on my hands and there were to at the same time be an opportunity in radio, yeah, I would probably consider it. Quite frankly, I would. The other chance that it could happen would be, um, and this is the unrealistic option, would be if I was recruited for a an amount of money that was just something sick that you just couldn't say no to uh there is no chance that's going to happen (laughs) so let's 
let's uh, let's not even think for a second that would happen. But if you know, I mean, in theory, look, you know, we're living out fantasies here. If I was approached and told that I'd be paid five hundred thousand dollars a year to go be the morning man on Name Your Station, uh, I, I probably would do it. I'm not gonna lie. If, if it was a stupid amount of money, but that ain't gonna happen. Uh, the more realistic thing is bunch of years down the road from now I find myself a little more time on my hand and uh, we'll see who's in charge at the time and whoever's in charge at the time maybe I'm invite them to lunch and say hey here's what I'm thinking that probably won't even lead anywhere either so probably never end up on the radio again and that's fine that's fine look I like we just figured out with WISL the opportunity to physically be on the radio if I really wanted to be it's there just don't want to be I like doing the podcast for now I like it just being me and you the podcast that's all that's it that is it um as far as future episodes go i do want to tell you after the jolo episode jolo and i talked for a while and uh, i was asking him you know joe who would you want to hear on this podcast and he spit out two names that i would love to have on the podcast one of which i i just don't think is realistic i don't think it would happen and that is he he had said 13 whams glenn johnson who was recently basically forced into retirement uh, I, I would look. I would love to have Glenn on. I don't think Glenn's doing it. Glenn seems a little too professional to me to come on and talk. And and I'm not saying I would do a podcast all talking trash, but I also couldn't do a podcast with him without asking him what happened and how he felt about it. And maybe he would answer that. And in fairness to Glenn, I haven't reached out, and I should. And to be honest with you, look, full transparency between you and I, I will reach out. I will. In fact, when I park at my haircut now, in a couple minutes. I will quickly text Glenn just in case. But I'm, I'm very much anticipating him saying no. The other one that Jolo wanted uh, me to interview, who I will absolutely do, and I think there's a good chance she'll do it, and I don't want to put words in her mouth because uh, she may say no. But I, I, I can't see why she would say no. We have a great relationship. Um, I, I know her a little bit. We're friends. And that's Maureen McGuire from Channel 8, who's also decided to retire and I don't know the whole story there, whether it was a forced retirement in that case or whether that was truly her call. But uh, Maureen is somebody who I will, without a doubt, reach out to. And I think there's a very good chance she'll come on. And she's classy. She's not going to come on and trash the situation. But, uh, again, I will ask her what happened and how she feels about it. And we'll see what she says to that. So uh, any other suggestions for guests you have, I'd love to have on. Uh, those are two media things. We talked media and food. Those are really the two topics that seem to hit it out of the park for this podcast. So I'll, I'll probably center on that a bit more. Uh, but again, the thing I love about the podcast is if I really want to interview somebody who has nothing to do with media or food, I can. There's nothing stopping me. So now you probably will hear some non-food, non-media, but I think we'll mostly concentrate food and media because that is, uh, like I said, it's the only thing that pops a number, if you will. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.